Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Yeah, so good for us to be together. And uh, my goodness, are we enjoying the abundance of rain? It is bucketing down here in Joburg. But uh, we're, we're really grateful. You know, this is the time of rain. You know, you pray for rain, you rejoice in the rain. And, uh, and so we do so. And uh, for those of you watching from other parts of the nation, just rejoice with us uh, at the Lord's goodness and faithfulness to us. And uh, we've also been hearing great reports of dams being filled up right across the nation. And, you know, we've noticed that the Lord was doing something absolutely amazing and special. You know, last year we were looking for the the release of the double portion that the Lord was going to be releasing, restoration. And uh, and we've seen so much take place just in the natural um, environment, how things have, have changed and how the Lord has restored things. And uh, a number of guys were reflecting on the way in which they were able to plant their crops for this last season, and they reverted back to the times that they normally used to plant, whereas for the last few years, they would had to delay their planting by a number of weeks. But it was like the clock was reset back to the, the original season. And uh, so we just love what God is doing in, in the natural. Well... This morning what I want to do is I want to come back to uh, our launching pad in Isaiah 40. And uh, we've been you know, dipping in here for a couple of weeks now. And last week we spoke about mountains, but this week I want to speak about valleys. And a couple of things that I believe the Lord just wants to bring to our attention through this whole concept of valleys. You know, we, we know about the high points, and, and there's some good things in terms of high points, but we also know that there's also some bad things about the high points, about the mountains, and we spoke about things in opposition to the plans and purposes of God, like big mountains that are obstacles that need to be removed. And, uh, and so we took a look at that. This week, we just want to take some time just to look at the whole thing around, around valleys. So in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3, So here's a voice of one calling, in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level and the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So we see in this prophetic word, this is obviously in the broader context, Isaiah uh, speaking to the people of God that there will one day come a time of exile and a time of captivity. And so the, the northern kingdoms faced the, uh, the, the captivity uh, by the Assyrians and the, the southern kingdom faced the captivity um, by the Babylonians. And of course there was the 70 years of captivity. And so there was this prophetic word that God was going to do things during this time of lockdown. And things that were in the way of the, the plans and purposes of God, he was going to deal with. He was going to deal with things in the hearts and the lives of his own people. But he was also going to be working in the nations. 
Sometimes he would raise up a nation to bring a judgment, to, to bring a cleansing, if you like, to his own people. Other times he would raise up one, genera- one nation to uh, bring uh, correction to a, another nation. And so we see all of these different things taking place during this context of this, this lockdown. And Isaiah, he's prophesying decades before all of this, and he's beginning to, to give the picture to God's people of what God is going to be doing through this time of extended lockdown. And so, yes, mountains are going to be made low, they're going to be removed, but also that valleys are going to be raised up. Now, what would the people of God understood by the whole thing of valleys? And there are a number of different things that would have come to their minds. And so we're just going to touch on a few of them today. And, uh, and hopefully this will give you some insight, some indication as to what God is doing. And will speak to your own heart in terms of what you are currently going through. So firstly, uh, I want to talk about the Lord sorting out some of the negative stuff. So just as the mountains are, are mountains that can be obstacles and need to be moved out of the way, some of the, the, the valleys actually were places of deception. And, uh, and one of these things was called the, the, the Valley of Visions. Now, some of the, the people have actually misread this. and um, Anyway, but in Isaiah chapter 22, and, and we'll see here that there's this, this, uh, this play that's going on where people are wanting visions from the Lord, but they're actually tapping into a wrong source. And so in Isaiah chapter 22 and verse 1 and 2, it says, Prophesy against the valley of vision. What troubles you now that you have gone up onto the roofs? You town... So full of commotion, you city of tumult and revelry. In verse 5, the Lord, the Lord Almighty has a day of tumult and trampling and terror in the valley of vision, a day of battering down walls and of crying out to the mountains. (laughs) Remember, we don't look to the mountains. No, our help comes from the Lord. And so we can see that there was this deception. They were crying out. They were looking for their source of visions from uh, idolatrous, uh, false religion, false worship. And so they were, they were seeing things that they, sh- that they ascribed to the Lord, but actually they were false prophecies. Oh my goodness gracious me. In Jeremiah chapter 29 and in the next few chapters, it speaks about the people of God causing the prophets to prophesy what the people wanted to hear. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Hey, it's possible to actually put a pressure into the environment that will cause true prophets to actually pick up on on things that actually are in the people's hearts and prophesy back to the people what the people want to hear. A great book written by John Bevere, it's titled, Thus Saith the Lord, with a question mark. In other words, is it really what God is saying? 
some of the prophetic words that are coming out. And this book was written a long time ago. So this is not just a situation that has arisen now in, in recent days. But it's possible for even within the Christian environment where we, we put our hopes and our dreams on our things, that a prophet can pick up what's in our heart and begin to, in a sense, open up. And it sounds like it's a prophetic word, but actually they're just giving back to us what's deep down in our own hearts. And so the people of God caused the prophets to prophesy what the people wanted to hear. Wow, that needs to be cleaned out. But also, in this valley of visions, people deliberately turned to incorrect sources for inspiration. And, uh, you know, in this age of fake news and false prophecies, there's so many conspiracy theories going on, and it absolutely amazes me how many believers latch onto things that come from the valley of visions, and they're not coming from the Lord himself. And I believe that this is a time where the Lord is going to raise us up. This is about the valleys being raised up. He's going to raise us up out of those false and deceitful environments. The Lord wants to restore prophetic ministry and take it to a much higher level. Of course, as with all of the spiritual gifts and with the fivefold ministry, the Lord is wanting to raise everything up. He's wanting to raise the body of Christ up to a greater place of maturity. And so too in this area of, of the prophetic. This is one of the valleys that actually needs to be cleansed out. It needs to be raised up, this valley of visions. Maybe you want to just pause for a moment and just kind of like, wow, actually, there are a few news feeds that I've actually been drinking from that has actually been informing what I have felt was a prophetic angle on things. And actually, this needs to be cleansed out. This needs to be flushed out, so to speak. How about another valley? How about the valley of decision? And you'll see this in Joel chapter 3. Joel chapter 3 verse 1 says, In those days and at that time when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem. So now Joel is busy prophesying about the end of the captivity, the end of the lockdown, where God is going to bring about a restoration. So the Lord is dealing with things as he restores, as he causes things to come back into uh, equilibrium. It says verse 2, I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Now Jehoshaphat means the Lord judges. Now this is a key thing here. So in the valley of uh, Jehoshaphat, the valley, the place where God judges or the place where decisions are made. It says, therefore I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel, because they scattered my people among the nations and divided up my land. And so this is a prophetic word. Remember, we also saw with, uh, with Habakkuk, he's, he was kind of like, wow, Lord, how is it possible that you could use a nation, the Chaldeans, otherwise known as the Babylonians, how you could use them, who's such a violent and terrible nation, to bring about a judgment on the people of God? 
And God says, hey, chill out, Habakkuk. It's going to be okay because I will sort out the Babylonians themselves. And of course, God raised up the Persians who overcame the, the nation of the Babylonians. You had one superpower being replaced by another superpower. Hmm, interesting. And so, again, we get the same kind of theme happening here in Joel, where nations are actually going to have to come and give an account for what they've been doing, for their wickedness, for uh, their violence, uh, for all kinds of things that they were doing that were unrighteous and unholy. And we see in our own nation that their things are coming to light, things that need to be dealt with, things of wickedness and deception and corruption. These things that need to actually be sorted out, they're coming out of the place of hiddenness, Secret service out of hiddenness and now are out in the open. The secrets have been revealed. And because they've been revealed, they can be dealt with. A cleansing and a healing can take place. Guys, these are good days. God is busy working in our nation. Do not despair. Do not become despondent. You know, it's so easy for us to hear about things that are happening currently on the political scene in our nation. With all commissions of inquiry. We're saying like, oh my goodness. You know, the country's gone to the dogs. Folks, these things have been happening for a long time. Rejoice that these things are now coming out into the open that they can be dealt with. Because they were there, we couldn't deal with them because they were hidden. Let's rejoice. These are good days because now something can be done. So pray. Pray for our nation. Let's pray for those who are seeking justice and righteousness, that their arms would be strengthened, that they would be able to take things through to the place of cleansing. Because we want to come to a place where there's healing, where there's wholeness, and we can build things up again. Right? This is the whole thing of the mountains coming down and rivers and valleys coming up. Right? And so it happens on a spiritual level, but it also happens on a natural level, and even on a national, in the natural. Okay, so verse 12, we're in Joel chapter 3. Still with me? Let the nations be roused, let them advance into the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there I will sit to judge all the nations on every side. Verse 14, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. All right, and the Lord is the one who's bringing that decision. He is judging for his people, and he's judging against the works of the enemy. <laughs> okay, you've got to catch this one. God is coming. He is our father. He is also the judge. And he's coming with a favorable decision, a favorable judgment for his people. So we do not fear the day of judgment. It's actually the day of our deliverance. So in this valley where God reveals his decision of his deliverance for his people. Are you getting this? God is coming through for his people. And so in this place where, where so many others have been vacillating. You know, are, are we going to, you know, are you halting? Are you going back and forth? 
between decisions. Are you going to serve the Lord? Are you going to serve false idols? Are you going to go after your own things? Or are you going to give yourself wholeheartedly to the Lord? This is a time to make a decision. But as we make a decision for the Lord, towards the Lord, in submission to the Lord, the Lord comes and He makes a decision positively for us and He brings deliverance for us. Hallelujah. But He's also about cleaning up things. He's also coming to make decisive judgments against those who have steadfastly chosen the way of wickedness. And the consequences of their actions will eventually catch up with them. Remember, the wages of sin is death. And so the consequences of people's constant decisions causes them to reap a harvest because of the kind of seed that they've sown. They've sown weeds. That's what they're going to harvest. And so the decision is coming, a judgment is coming, but it's what they have brought upon themselves. And God begins to bring his decision, his judgment, and he brings his deliverance for his people. But in the same way, he also wipes away, he moves away the players of wickedness and unrighteousness. Remember, the kingdom of God is advancing and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail. So God is shunting back. He's shifting the boundaries, as it were. He's enlarging the boundaries of the kingdom, but the boundaries of the enemy is shrinking. And the gates of hell will not be able to withstand as God moves things forward. Yea, he's coming to make good, positive, strong decisions for us. Come on, I'm getting really excited about you. All right. So good. So that's a valley, the valley of decision. How about something that we know, very familiar with from Psalm 23? The valley of the shadow of death. All right? So from Psalm 23, we know the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, some of the translations say the darkest valley, some translations speak about the valley of the shadow of death. It says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now in Israel, there's some areas where the valleys are so steep, I think it's the, the Kinnon Valley, it's so steep that it's like the sun only gets to shine down into the deepest part of this, this valley just for a few minutes in a day. Otherwise, it's covered in shadow for the majority of the day. And for some of us, as we're going through this place of shadow, and it's a, kind of like a, it's a scary place, that's why this whole thing of fear, are you going to fear evil? He says, No. I will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with us. Many people are so afraid of COVID-19. It's a real thing, people. Yes, this virus is a real thing. Praise the Lord. God is giving to scientists the ability to find some cures. And there's some medicines available. And hallelujah, we're beginning to see some strides moving forward. And this is absolutely amazing. But this thing of fear, folks, even if we go through the valley of the shadow 
of death, fear no evil. We do not want to partner with fear. We want to be a people who are of faith. We're the people of faith. We call by God. We live by faith. And so he is with us. He said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. You know what? Even if you do get COVID, do not partner, do not embrace fear. Fear wants to come knocking at your door. Absolutely. Heard some anecdotal stories of people who work in these emergency um, rooms in the ICUs. And they, can, they look at people and they look at those who are riddled with fear. And the ones who partner with fear are less likely to come through the other side. That's extraordinary. No. We are people of faith. We are people of hope. And so, yes, there are times when we're going to pass through. But remember, pass through the darkest valley. Pass through that and God will be with us. So that's something that we're facing. But I want to encourage you. Don't stay in that valley. Pass through. All right. How about this one? The valley of trouble. Hosea, another prophetic voice in this time of lockdown. All right. The time of the captivity. Hosea chapter 2. And, and we, we know this absolutely powerful. Verse 14. Therefore, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. Therefore, I will give her back her vineyards and I will make the valley of Accor a door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her youth, as in the days she came up out of Egypt. All right. So in Hosea chapter 2, the prophet recognizes that there's this valley that we go through, and it's the valley of a core. All right, now the valley of a core, a core can actually mean trouble. So, the valley of trouble. Funny enough, this is the place where Achan, remember the guy who took stuff from Jericho and he hid it in his tent and then he slept on it and then he woke up the next morning, he had an Achan back. Oh, that was bad. Anyway, so Achan tried to, to steal what, the entire city of Jericho and everything in it was a Cherim city, was a holy city, was to be totally devoted, absolutely given over to the Lord, completely even to the point of destruction. And so Achan did not obey he took some of the plunder for himself and he hid it in his tent. Eventually was called out and uh, he was put to death. But he brought trouble on the whole nation of Israel. And so that valley was called the Valley of Achor or the Valley of Trouble. You know, some of us, we're going through the Valley of Trouble right now. Your business, your finances... Uh, you know, just your, your, your emotional well-being, you know, you're not able to go around and socialize, all these different things, that we are suffering trouble in so many different levels. But here's the promise of the Lord. Remember, Hosea, he's speaking to God's people as they're, they're facing this whole lockdown time. And God is explaining through the prophet Hosea exactly what this is all about. 
He said, you know what? I'm using this to allure you. I want to bring you into the place of no distraction, the place of isolation, the place of wilderness, because I want to speak tenderly to you. I want to reveal myself to you in a greater way, to have a time of intimacy with you. Come away from all these other things that you've been chasing after, and oh my goodness, we've been experiencing that as a people and as a nation. All right. So as I begin to land this thing, just this verse that comes through here, God is saying, I'm turning everything around. So you thought I was taking you to the wilderness to destroy you. Actually, no, I'm using it in, because I want to bring you closer to me. And here, the place that seemed to be a valley, a valley of trouble, I'm actually turning it into a door of hope. <laughs> oh my goodness, he is the God.